It's either me or this cold, and it doesn't appear to be going anywhere. Welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Hello and welcome to episode two of Winter Odyssey Journeys Through the Cold, a new series from the Adventure Games Podcast where we will be traveling to some of the coldest and most remote locations in the world through some adventure and narrative games set in these very cold locations. My name is Shorta Dunbar. I hope everyone is well and warm. And last week we were in the Arctic, which uh, we were in Alaska and Greenland. And this week we are going to Canada. Now, Canada is famous for being one of the most beautiful countries in the world with some stunning, vast and varied landscapes, including beautiful mountains and lakes and parks. It also is famous for having some of the the most welcoming and nicest and most polite people. And apparently it's a great place to live in as well. And I would certainly love to live there someday, if possible, as well. But today we're not going to talk about that. Because we are going to talk about the other side of Canada, and that is its brutally cold winters. And today we're going to try and survive uh, a very, very cold winter in northern Canada. We are going to go back to 1970 to uh, to try and investigate some vandalism of uh, Hunting Manor. And try and survive a strange blizzard that just happened all of a sudden. And we're going to go back even further to the 1800s and tr- investigate uh, some disappearances and a historical mystery as well. All of these very cold, wintry locations, all from the comfort of your home. So uh, sit back, hope you have uh, hot chocolate or tea or coffee or warm beverage of your choice. And please join me as we go to Canada. On last week's episode, I spoke about Arctic Awakening, a narrative exploration game set in the Arctic. Now, what if you wanted a similar game, but if you wanted a little bit more of a challenge, uh, certainly in the survival aspects, if you wanted to focus more on surviving the elements, surviving the cold and everything that goes along with it, as well as story and as well as exploration. Well, there is a game like that, and that game is The Long Dark from Hinterland Studio Incorporated. I've learned to hear the difference between something quiet and something abandoned. This goes deeper than just a stillness. It feels like the moments before the world goes to sleep. We're just the last ones left to wait to notice it. I didn't come here to fight about the past. I need a pilot to take me somewhere remote. Someone who won't ask too many questions. Someone I can trust. Wait, questions? Astrid, are you in trouble? Are you gonna help me or not?
My days are nearly finished, but you have to live with what remains. They'll keep us from getting out, getting supplies, finding help. Eventually, he'll either get us or starve us out. Don't you see the signs? You might dispel the darkness at times, but the light is never coming back. You gotta understand. The collapse destroyed Great Bear. There's nothing here to stay for. You meet anyone out here? Chances are they're hiding from something. They left her, didn't they? She needed help, and they let her go. This is how we make it right. What I did, the choice I made, I did it for us. So The Long Dark is a survival exploration game set in northern Canada with the emphasis on survival. It is the survivaliest of survival games and it is brutally difficult. Intentionally so. The Long Dark was originally released in 2014 and it was first released as uh, in survival mode. There are two modes. First mode is survival mode. And in survival mode... It is. It does exactly what it says on the tin. It puts you in a very cold, remote, snowy location, North Canada, and your objective is very simple. Survive for as long as possible. Now, that is a lot more difficult than it sounds because you start off with nothing. You have to... Uh, you can die. There are many different ways you can die. You can die of hypothermia, of cold, of tiredness of fatigue of hunger and you have to try and make sure all of these parts are uh well that are, are, are good basically that they're above a certain threshold uh so you have to find wood to build a fire uh to keep you warm you have to find food you have to make sure that you can find shelter uh you have to craft some different tools and different, again, wood. The wood will rot, so you have to go find more. You have to craft certain items as well. And if that isn't enough, then there's also wildlife, wild animals such as bears and wolves who are also hungry and they will attack you if they see you. So you have to craft and build weapons. And the longer it goes on, you find more weapons, more tools to survive. Uh, now, people have gotten obsessed with this game and certainly with this mode. Just a cursory glance at Steam and you can see that people have literally put in thousands of hours into this game. Uh, it is incredible and most people really, really like this game. It, it, it is intentionally difficult, as I said. The developers have wanted to make this as difficult as possible. There is, for example, in this mode, there is permadeath. So when you die in survival, your save is deleted. Uh, there's no hand-holding. 
you have to uh, you can also choose your experience there are four different experience modes that uh, let you find a challenge level that you are comfortable with so there is uh, basically from easy to more difficult and um, they're not exactly called that but uh, but yeah which I think I think it's good that you can still have the type of mode that you wish so as I said, survival mode if you really, really want to focus on survival and basically nothing else. And since then, since 2014, uh, with, uh, Hinterland Studios have been releasing different modes and new features to this mode as well. So you can check that out as well. Now, for if you wanted a narrative to go along with uh, surviving... Uh, it also has uh, Wintermute, so the Long Dark Winter. It's not the engine, but it's called the Long Dark Wi- Wintermute. And you can get this separately. So this comes with the full game, uh, the Long Dark. Uh, or if you just wanted the story, if you just wanted the narrative, you can buy the Long Dark Wintermute. And this is an episodic uh, game. The first four episodes have been released, and episode five is due to be released uh the main the lead developer has said late 2023 but we will see there's still no specific release date in the narrative mode you uh play as uh, bush pilot will mckenzie and his ex-wife dr astrid greenwood uh comes and says comes to you and says that uh there are some people in the in remote regions in northern canada need your help so uh the two of you get on the plane and uh, you fly over to them. Unfortunately, wouldn't you believe it, there's a storm and the plane crashes. Now you start off playing as uh, Will McKenzie and you find out that your ex-wife and passenger is nowhere to be found. So you need to explore, you need to travel and survive to try and find Dr. Astrid Greenwood. Now this does have uh, some similar features to the survival mode. Uh, you still have to survive, you still have to, you can still die of cold, hypothermia, of hunger, try and keep all these. It's There are different modes as well. Um, there's again easy mode to more difficult mode. I played it on easy mode, still found it quite difficult, uh, but there is no permadeath, so you can save this game as you play. So that is good, in my opinion. So you can still play this as an an adventure as a narrative game at least uh and it also has some very very good actors in it so it features actors such as jennifer hale mark Mir, david hater who was of course solid snake in Metal Gear solid series elias at and several others and the sound is by chris velasco uh now i really really enjoyed this game overall even though i found it very very difficult I made it as far as episode two, I believe, uh, where a bear kept attacking me and I could not survive. Even though I'd saved and I reloaded, uh, I just couldn't get past it. Uh, but I still really enjoyed it. I loved the exploration. There's a lot of explore- exploring in this game. And speaking of cold, it really, really is one of the coldest games I've ever played. It feels like you yourself are cold. And I believe it, it really helps that the character yourself can die of hypothermia, that you have to really try and warm up. And it does, when you find wood, when you find fire and warm up, just when you're on the brink of hypothermia, the brink of death, 
it really does feel you know it feels absolutely fantastic it feels just just there that oh now i can live now i'm warm and now i can get get on with uh with the story to try and find my passenger and ex-wife um but as i said i didn't get past episode two i hope to at some point in the future get past episode two again and go back to it because i really really enjoyed this experience now this is um uh, a bit of a slow burn there's a lot of walking uh and so i i believe that that might turn people some off but then again if you like it it can be quite cozy as well uh, especially if you're in your living room or in your room especially in winter playing this chilly chilly game um but i love the location and i again voice acting music and i was engaged in the story now if you didn't want to worry about the survival aspects of it if you wanted to play it more like an adventure game or as a walking simulator uh there are a couple of ways as i said first of all you can play this on easy mode and even though i found it to be difficult still it is definitely easier than the other modes so you might still be able to get through it that way there's also another way you can play this without worrying about survival uh now i don't necessarily condone this or i'm not saying you should do this uh, but you can use mods, especially Wii Mod, which I have used for other games. And this basically ha is cheats, uh, where you can be invincible, where you're always warm, never hungry, and you don't need to worry about dying either from the elements or from bears and uh, wolves. And you can focus on the narrative and exploration, much like Arctic Awakening. Now, I do need to stress that this is not the way the game was designed to be played it's not the way this game is designed to be played by the developers uh so you can take that into account but it is an option and it's legal as far as i know so that game is the long dark and as i said first four episodes are available right now they are long enough they are between five and eight hours depending on again how long you survive and uh, how much you want to explore. It's not exactly open world. It's open world-ish. But uh, it's it, there is a linear path. You do have to follow a certain direction. To continue with the story. Uh, but you can continue to walk around. If you wish. But then as I said. It's easy to die. So you might just want to continue with the story. Uh, but I liked it from what I've played. It's quite popular. And uh, this is available for consoles. And for Steam as well on pc so the links will be in the show notes and uh and yeah this is certainly a game that i think if you wanted to experience a very very cold game uh, from the comfort of your home uh the game uh is the long dark the next game i'm going to be talking about is kona Carl Fulbert sought information for a living. That is to say that ever since he returned from Korea, after having served with the armed forces, he had been working as a private investigator in Montreal. William Hamilton, a rich industrialist, had gotten in touch with him regarding a simple vandalism issue. Nothing to write home about. Not worth hiring a private eye either, just so he can drive for hours on rough roads. But that's how it had always been. The client pays, Carl gets it done. They had set up to meet at the general store. 
his client's business. Well, actually, the entire village had William Hamilton's name written all over it. snowed in, it was customary around these parts to close them off. But it was also customary to ignore those signs entirely and drive there anyway. In Kona, you play as renowned private investigator Carl Faubert, and it is October 1970 in, once again, northern Canada. Uh, w. Hamilton, who's a rich industrialist, uh, he has called you because uh, there have been several cases of vandalism perpetrated against his hunting manor. So he doesn't know who did this, and so he asks for your help. So you go up to the deep north to Atam. Atamipec Lake, uh, and you get caught in an unexpected blizzard storm. So, again, you need to survive. Uh, and you need to find out what's going on. Uh, well, basically, get out of there. But now, this isn't quite as difficult as The Long Dark. I haven't played it myself, but from what I have uh, seen and read about this game it is more of an exploration game of a walking simulator there are some light survival elements there you do have to shoot some I believe it's walls as well you have to survive against them uh, but again the, the, the main focus is on the narrative and exploration from what I have read and it has gotten some pretty good reviews and it looks pretty good as well um it's uh it's a short enough game i believe it's uh, about five hours five and a half hours and uh again in this uh game you again it's set in a cold frigid northern environment of northern canada there is a uh, soundtrack is by quebec folk band Cude label uh this has a real 1970s feeling so uh you can also play this in vr if you choose to as well. So uh, I haven't, as I said, played this game yet, but it has got some very positive reviews online on Steam. It is available on GOG and consoles, and it has got a 73 a score on Metacritic. And I look forward to it, because from the trailers that I've seen, it really, again, it uh, focuses on the cold, focuses on the elements, that there's not just... A cold winter environment but there's a real real storm and you can really see it in trailers with the snow blowing on your face and again just trying to survive in this cold desolate cl climate uh, from the comfort of your own home and uh, I look forward to playing it and I hope you do as well if you do play it uh, please let me know what you think and um, it is from Parable uh, who are based in Quebec it was released in 2017, and as I said, it's available on Steam, GOG, and consoles. Hi everyone, Shorsha here. Just wanted to very quickly say that since the uh, time that I recorded the segment on Kona and the time this episode was supposed to be released, um, the developers have released a sequel to Kona called Kona 2 Broom. 
uh, where once again it's set in northern Quebec in 1970, and you once again play as uh, Detective Carl Faubert, and this time you have to go investigate a mining village which has become enveloped in a distorted reality by a mysterious mist, which is the broom. So once again you need to navigate through snow-swept landscapes, encounter stranded victims and survivors of a devastating avalanche, and your ultimate mission is to trace the stark secret behind the broom and strive to eliminate it. So once again, you need to explore uh, these cold, chilly environments, investigate what actually happened. Uh, once again, you need to survive. This time you have blizzard, dangerous wildlife, and troubling nightmares, and, uh, and a rich story the developers have promised. So I haven't played this myself, but it has once again got very positive reviews on Steam. And uh, what a good news is that Kona, the first game, is playable, is verified on Steam. And this game, Kona 2 Broom, is uh, is playable. So both of these games can be played on the Steam Deck, uh, I should say, as well. So yeah, so that's Kona 2 Broom, which is also available on Steam. And now, on to the next game. Now, for something a little bit more traditional, uh, I am going to be talking about two games in this segment. The Whisperer, followed by The Whispering Valley. Pardonnez-moi, mon père, parce que j'ai péché. So The Whisperer is a prelude to The Whispering Valley, uh, both made by Studio Xian Dior and uh, it's made by um, Olivier Leclerc. Um, so first of all, The Whisperer is set in 1814 and uh, you play as Robert, or Robert uh, who is a voyager of the Northwest Company. And there have been two people who have gone missing from a trading post in a remote valley. And you've been tasked with finding out what happened and investigating their disappearance. When you arrive at this trading post, you found that this place is abandoned. So you will have to find out what happened. Uh, then in the full game, the Whispering Valley, uh, instead of a trading post, you have to explore a remote village in Lower Canada. This is in uh, the province of Quebec. This time it's in 1896. And you explore the village of Saint-Monique-de-Mont. Uh, and there is a secret. Uh, and once again, this village is abandoned. And those who remain can only wait but something else torments the inhabitants. A shadow prowls around the village. Some saw it, others heard it. They heard it whisper. 
So this is a narrative-driven driven exploration game. Uh, well, both of them. And both The Whisperer and The Whispering Valley were inspired by games such as Scratches and Dark Eye. So again, as far as I know, you don't need to worry about survival. You have to solve puzzles and explore and find out what happened. Uh, believe that there are some characters that you can talk to. Um, but again, you explore... Uh, there is a full-scale village. You can open every door. You can enter every building. There's a 360-degree panoramic viewing with zoom. Uh, you also have a lantern, which can brighten up the surroundings. Now, the developer has said that there aren't any uh, extremely difficult, over-the-top puzzles I can say missed. Uh, the puzzles are all realistic, but they will be challenging. You will also need to read journals, and books to find out more about the characters and the relationships and find out what happened uh, to the characters in both games. And there is also an inventory system, but the uh, developer has made it as simple uh, as possible. Um, so, uh, so I only played the prelude. That was about 45, 50 minutes long. Second game is a few hours. It's about three to four hours from what I have read. I still haven't had a chance to play it, but I enjoyed The Whisperer. Uh, it's not in groundbreaking, but then again, it doesn't have to be. Um, it was fun. There aren't many games like this uh, made anymore. It is a, a node-based game, so as I said, similar to Scratches and the Dark Eye. Uh, and I like the puzzles. You, uh, For example, if you need to dig something you find a shovel and you dig you need to get somewhere as well you look for keys and that and just explore the surroundings i did have some small issues with some not pixel hunting i say but some of the items i did find a little bit difficult uh to find now it did help that you can zoom in uh i like the graphics i don't know if this has been updated in the full game in the whispering valley um but there are some nice things when you pick up objects Again, you can uh, you can turn them around and you can examine them closely, and and again, while the graphics are not in groundbreaking, uh, I thought they were quite good, especially when they're made by one. This game is made by one person, uh, and again, both games. Uh, if you want cold locations, this game has it. While you don't have to worry about dying of hypothermia, uh, it still feels very cold. Uh, and it is, uh, it, it's also quite interesting that it's set in, uh, the early and, well, later 19th century, and it is a more, it's a quieter and it's a less stressful, more relaxing experience than the previous two games that I spoke about, um, and they're not too long, they have got mostly positive reviews on Steam and from what I've read online, and uh, so, again, if you wanted a more relaxing investigation game where you find out what happens, and again, it's similar, as I said, to Scratches, maybe missed without the very difficult puzzles, uh, but with more realistic puzzles, um, then I think uh, you could you do well with these games. Uh, the Whisperer and The Whispering Valley, which you can get separately or together. And I would really, if you can afford it, um, I would suggest getting them together and playing them one after the other. Um, I look forward to playing The Whispering Valley myself as soon as I get a chance, but from what I've read, uh, most people seem to enjoy it. Uh, so this is available on Steam. 
The Whisperer was released in 2021, and The Whispering Valley was released in 2022. And these are certainly perfect games if you want to delve deep into an historical mystery, two historical mysteries actually, uh, in cold winter uh, setting. And uh, yeah, they're both available on Steam. Links will be in the show notes. And now another game that is set in Canada and definitely is a very cold, wintry feeling is Inua, a story in ice and time. Oh, so you're the journalist. I think what our readers really want to know is whether we're any closer to finding out what happened to the Terror and her crew. Sir, we must abandon the Terror. Abandon the Terror? Nonsense! This ship is lost, Lieutenant. No one is coming for us. It is critical that we document our findings. Without my camera, there isn't going to be much of a film. How did you know that the Inuit were coming? I've never experienced anything like it. What do you think it means? It means you must trust me. I've never... You've never met an Inuk before? Suluk, do you know the meaning of the symbols on these rocks? A sign of our passage. What makes you think that you're different from them? Because I'm going to be the one who tells the story. Listen to me. There's just something very wrong with this place. So Inua, in a story in ice and time, is a very interesting and unique game that is genuinely unlike any other that I have played. And it's quite difficult to describe, but I will do my best. So it is a narrative game, uh, and it, it, it focuses on three main characters and three different time pe- uh, periods. Uh, first of all, you play as... Uh, Tyna, who is a journalist in the present day, and she is trying to find out what happened uh, to the ship, the Terror, which went missing in the ice. Um, Then you play as Peter, a young filmmaker on a military expedition in the 1950s. Um, Also is trying to find out, uh, trying to tell a story, find out what happened as well, I don't want to go too into too much detail. And then you also play as Simon, who is on the Franklin Expedition, and this is set in the 1800s. And this starts off with a mutiny, and then you have to uh, survive, and he's to keep his crew alive. Now, uh, all of these people are linked somehow, and you can play at the three different time periods, uh, and then you can... Uh, do things you can so things that happen in the past will affect the present uh, and it will change the present so for for example there is uh, if you are playing in the present and there is an obstacle then if you do something say as simon in the past uh, then this will remove the obstacle in the present and you can continue and one of the main gameplay pieces in this game is um there you can put ideas into the heads of characters and uh, interact with them 
and then this will help them so you put them into the minds of the characters and then you have to guide them uh to find what they're looking for it it is hard to describe so as you discover new things in this in this game these ideas will start floating around the heads of the of the characters and then you click on these ideas and then they will be able to to move uh, to move on um and you could do this for pretty much all the characters um so it was one criticism it's probably that there isn't a huge amount of gameplay as such uh but it's still a very very interesting concept and overall it still works it the game is about three hours long uh and uh, well one of the things that i liked is that every time you quit the game it saves your progress I wish more games did this or had manual saves, as people who listen to podcasts know. In this game, you can continue um, from where you uh, left off. Um, I tried to play this game on my Steam Deck, because this seemed like the perfect game to play on um, on a console like the Steam Deck or a Switch. Unfortunately, it doesn't work on a Steam Deck, but it's not really a criticism, because this game was released before a Steam Deck was released. So I played this on my PC, uh, again, it lo- it looks very nice. It uh, it looks really interesting. It does uh, feature the Inuit people as well, and I, uh, you know, that I don't know much about, and so it is educational in that way. But it is, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed uh, playing this uh, over the three hours it took me, uh, and as I said, focusing on manipulating the space and time i found it interesting maybe it could have been done a little bit more or maybe more variety of gameplay but overall i had uh, a fun time playing this game and it's a perfect game to play in the winter as well and it's something quite different and quite unique that i at least haven't come across before uh this was developed by the pixel hunt who also made the wreck which i quite enjoyed quite different the two games and they also uh released bury me my love which is about a syrian refugee uh on their journey to europe so uh again looking forward to playing that game sometime as well but this game is inua a story in ice and time and it can be played on steam so i hope you enjoyed this second episode of winter odyssey journeys through the cold and next week we'll be traveling from canada and we will be going to scandinavia and nordic countries in europe so until then take care and stay warm everyone If you like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate, and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps, and reviews will help get the word out, especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Advent Game Pod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a adventure game developer or adventure game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you 
please may enjoy it. And you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregeespodcast.com. So until next time, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you.